0: Welcome to a special episode of That's So Random, A Random Movie Podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Joining me, as he often does, especially for these, because he's the only other person who watches every movie we do, whether he's on the episode or not, Chris Lambert is here. Sir? Hello. And we are ranking the second 50 movies of the 100 movies I've done on this show. We did the uh, the first fifty, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we, A can do this one faster. I think. I think this is going to be a controversial because <laughs> I have some. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we're going to have some more disagreements on things than we did last time. But it's also a good opportunity for me to hear from you your thoughts on some movies that you didn't. You weren't on the episode for. So it's a good yeah. time.
1: See, I. I forget that sometimes because I do watch every movie. Like, I forget that we haven't already talked about this because I watch every movie. I listen to every episode. And so I've already got your thoughts on them and I have my thoughts in my head. But I forget that we
0: haven't talked about all of them. <laughs> A lot of them we haven't. So. Uh, and just like last time, when we ranked the first 50, we will be doing these in the manner I stole from Matt Gourley, where we'll start at the bottom at number 50, work our way up to number one. We won't stop to talk about a movie until we have both named it in our list. And then we will do that. And I will, I have a pen handy where to go to keep track of what has been mentioned. Because we missed one last time and it scared me, so let's not do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I do want to say, before we get get into it, I just listened back to the first 40-some episodes of this show, which I have not done since they came out. In large part due to episodes one through thirty-five were before I had actual recording equipment or knew how to edit, or even tried to edit. <laughs> and so I was terrified of how terrible they all sound. Really only three of them sound like abysmally bad. None of them sound great, but there's only three that are like Ugh. and they're all ones with you on them. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. But <laughs> I was trying to put together a list in my head of, like, what are the top five just, like, episodes. If I were to say, not the movies necessarily, but the episodes. Like, if someone, if there's a new listener and I wanted to say, like, these are the highlights. I don't know if you have thoughts on that off the top of your head. I can tell you for sure my number one episode still, episode 41, Seven Days Away. (laughs) You, me, and Shannon firing on all cylinders. That episode is just funny, man. It's funny. It's the funniest episode from one of the worst movies, so well, that kind of I, makes sense. I would sense. agree.
1: I would agree, and yeah, for for a few reasons: a, because because it was such a bad movie; b, because uh, the three of us siblings being together that automatically makes it one of my favorites; and and c, probably because I mean it's the only episode we've done live together face to face, and That's I think true. that helps with the energy, you know.
0: It's just just listening back to it, even though I knew like there's there's some we make some good jokes in there. I was laughing listening to it, so and I don't laugh at myself very often. So yeah, so that would be my number one. I think my number two would probably be keep the change, just because it's that was a really special episode for a number of reasons, uh, as is the uh, the reason I jump for kind of the same reasons.
1: Yeah, that was a great episode,
0: and I think scales mermaids are real was a very funny episode and so was the boy who cried werewolf and the numbers i don't know off the top of my head but so i think those are like the three funniest episodes yeah. and then like the two like best episodes so maybe people will agree yeah, i just really did i
1: really did love the the bit you worked into uh <laughs> the girl who cried
0: werewolf or the boy who cried werewolf, that's the thing like what what yeah, makes I, that episode sing for me is my preposterous dedication to a stupid, stupid bit. (laughs) But I don't back off of it. And it pays, I feel like it pays off. Like, it's funny at first, and then it stops being funny for a while, and then it comes back around to being really, really funny again. (laughs) Agreed. Alright, let's get into it. Yeah, I think especially once we get to the top ten, I think we're gonna have some, not arguments, but we're (laughs) we're gonna, yeah, I think we're gonna have some disagreements. Yeah, once again. Before we get into it, I will
1: say that Like, my top 10 was really difficult. My bottom 15 or 20 were really difficult. Because we had a lot of bad movies this
0: time. That's the thing. Compared (laughs) to the second... Not that we didn't... The second 50 compared to the first 50, we have kind of higher highs and lower lows. Like, there were so many times in that first 50 that we were like, well, this is the worst movie ever. Oh, sweet, sweet summer children we were. Because (laughs) there are so many worse movies in this... 50 but there's also a number of better i mean there were there were a couple great films in that first 50 but man there's some real good ones in here so we'll, we'll see how it uh how it goes let's get started my number 50 and 50 and 49 were a real toss-up and we can talk about them when we talk about them my number 50 is joker's poltergeist that's my pick okay. for the worst of this 50
1: okay all right well uh my my number 50 is going to be Bigfoot,
0: Bigfoot versus the Illuminati. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Okay, my number 49 is Circus of the Dead.
1: Okay.
0: And my 49
1: was Baby Geniuses, whatever the subtitle was, I don't even uh, remember. The
0: Treasures of Egypt, I believe. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we already have some interesting differences. Uh, my number 48 is Beware of Angels. Okay, there we are matching up. I have that as forty eight as well. All right. Well, let's talk about Beware of Angels. Then we don't. We talked about it on the episodes. We don't want to say too much, but as far as why it's low, but maybe not the lowest, it's just it's not. It's, it's absolute nonsense. Posing as a documentary, as a true crime documentary, and it's that's not fair trickery, and it's absolute hogwash from top to bottom. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just basically said it all. I mean, it's yeah, not so bad that it is the worst thing we watched but man is it up there
0: but it's for me it's easier to ignore hogwash than my bottom two like it's less offensive to me <laughs> than, than the two i have yeah. below that so all right so that's beware of angels uh my number 47 is bigfoot versus the illuminati so we can talk about that that was your number what 50. <laughs> That was your worst? That was, that was 50. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, for me, it's I had, 47 just yeah. maybe because it's such a... You kind of have to see it to believe it because it's unlike anything you've ever thought you would see, you know? So it's almost... I don't recommend it, but of this bottom, like, five, that's <laughs> the one I would maybe say people maybe should watch just because it's it's impossible to describe. <laughs> Yeah, I
1: I guess I just put it as my absolute bottom because, uh, because so, so little effort was put into it. And yet somehow it is out there to find. I mean, and I when I say so little effort, I mean, because taking into account that there are essentially a a series of these, and they're all basically the same 50 or 60% same footage with new voiceovers so they didn't they not only didn't put any effort into this movie they didn't put in any effort into any of the movies yeah and then on top of it
0: it is just horribly ridiculous yeah but it's it, it is a sight to see anyway compared to some of the other ones so maybe I <laughs> got a bump from me for that uh, my number 46 is baby geniuses
1: okay at 46 I had uh, I had only one way wow okay so we can talk
0: about baby geniuses. <laughs> it's just, I mean, as even as something for children, it's untenable. Like, you know, like it, it's not, I would not show this to the children of my worst enemy. Like, it's just garbage. It's absolute. And then <laughs> add in the crazy racism and that, like, it's literally, ludic- it's insane. Yeah. So then as an adult trying to watch it, understanding, like, I'm not the target audience for this, but who is the dumbest of children, you know? So. And I works. realize
1: that. That by the by the time this movie came out, John Voight's at a point in his career where he doesn't really have anyone standing around him going, "Oh, oh, John, no, 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 no." He's just kind of he's fielding his own phone calls and.
0: <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, I mean that that's a man who is who has gone off his rocker, <laughs> and the early warning signs are very very present in Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt or whatever the <laughs> hell it's called. Yeah, it's. Yeah, not for anyone. Not 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 for your children, not for you. My <laughs> number 45 is the scarapist, with all due apologies to... Is it Marie Spakuza? I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> we talked to her after, you know, we did an episode. That sounds that sounds right. I believe so. Marie Ann Spakuza. Anyway, I, okay. a lovely we'll person who obviously is passionate about what she does. But yeah, just, no, no. <laughs> it just doesn't have what it takes to express... I, I don't know. It's, it's a bad movie. It's a very, very bad movie.
1: Okay. Well, uh, for my 45, I
0: have Paranormal Highway. Oh, yeah. Why did I even talk about... We weren't even supposed to talk about scabbers yet. Really. <laughs> okay. That's... Uh, my number 44 is
1: Pipeline. Okay. And 44 is where I have Circus of the Dead.
0: Wow, <sighs> that's so high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I... it's only not number 50 because it at least looks like a movie. It's equally disgusting trash for trash people, just like Joker's Poltergeist is, but at least it looks like a film, which Joker's Poltergeist does not. Joker's Poltergeist looks like someone's home movie and is also made by someone who's a trash person with trash beliefs, and he's putting them on the screen, whereas (laughs) I think Circus of the Dead probably isn't. Like, the guy who made Circus of the Dead is probably not some wackadoo Trump guy. You know, he just wants to be Rob Zombie and can't, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Wait, now like that I did, did we
1: stop, did we stop and talk about Joker's Poltergeist when I, when we got to my 47?
0: Was that your 47?
1: I guess we didn't. Well, we can talk yeah, about. I mean,
0: it we're talking, kind of talking about it right now. <laughs> With that and Circus of the Dead, because they are, to yeah. me, the very, like I said, they were a toss-up between the two, of which is worse, I think. Yeah, just on so many fundamental levels, Joker's Poltergeist is worse. But God, God, I hate it. Serpent's Dead. It's just such just mm, just degenerate trash. <laughs> like yeah. yuck. And you have thoughts on those because we yeah, you weren't on those episodes. Lucky duck.
1: Uh, yeah. I, well,
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess you watched I, them anyways. You I, that lucky?
1: I we. I think we we might have. Uh, I think we might have talked about Joker Joker's Poltergeist just in our own conversation off camera. Probably yeah it's so horrible and yeah i like i say my whole top 10 or bottom 10 was just moving puzzle pieces around trying desperately to figure out what was worse than what because they're all so bad so yeah this might i might have to admit it probably deserves to be a little further down but
0: well, no, no judgment i'm not shaming such, you put stuff where you such, want to put
1: such it. representable reprehensible garbage but, but yeah
0: no, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I agree with you in the sense that it, it is more of a movie than let's say Baby Geniuses is, or Bigfoot versus the Illuminati. <laughs> but those don't—they're just wrong headed in, in a different way. Like I don't, I don't know, they didn't like those are offensively bad and have offensive things in them, but just not to the degree of like like gleefully so that Circus of the Dead was. So that was maybe the difference for me. I gotcha. Yeah. And that was your 44, right? Yes. Okay. So my, 40, my number 43 is Paranormal Highway. Okay.
1: And that was what I had at 45. So we can talk about that if you want to. But well, what was your 43
0: <laughs> first? So we don't forget.
1: Uh, my 43 was the Scarapist. So okay. So we can talk, we can about, talk both. about both
0: of those. Sweet. Yeah. Paranormal Highway is just amateurish as balls, man. Like it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie whose low budget was so, so obvious. Like, we've had movies on this show with lower budgets than Paranormal Highway, but they do enough with it. Like, even Point of Fear. That costs, like, what, two grand or something? Yeah. And it does more with that budget than whatever Paranormal Highway has. I mean, the second you're like, our monsters are invisible, (laughs) so we don't ever have to show you anything, (laughs) you've given up. You know, like you said, you just, like you wrote your budgetary limitations right, which I mean, to a certain extent, right to what you can afford, but, but, but also all of the performances are shit and it doesn't make a lick of sense. So it's just, it's garbage. Yeah. It
1: it fails, (laughs) it fails at everything it tries. It fails at being a found footage movie because they, they Mm -hmm. depart from that more than once. Yes. It fails as a horror movie because it's in no way scary because I mean... We've seen the whole the monster's invisible thing before, but those movies have managed to like still find ways to make it scary. This movie does not at all.
0: It's Here's like, a... oh, there's a thing and we can't see it. Here's a perfect example. There's a Doctor Who episode called, is it Midnight? Yes. I feel like that's one of what my it's, favorite it's called. Episodes. It's one of my favorite episodes that has an invisible, you never see this monster. It's a bunch of people on a train, much like on this bus being affected by this invisible force and it is so tense and intense for an for an hour and is like the perfect way to do that and to approach that and it's the polar opposite of this <laughs> of paranormal highway
1: <laughs> and i segueing into our other movie i put that further down the list than the scarapist because i mean as bad as the scarapist was and we talk about having no budget and for special effects at least where they had a low budget for special effects, they tried. They inserted some clip art and things like that, whereas Paranormal Highway didn't even bother.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Scarabist, for me, gets a boost because it was was someone earnestly trying to do something and just not having the ability in a number of ways to do so, whereas Paranormal Highway, I feel like they weren't even trying. (laughs) And they're also saying nothing. It's not trying to express any deep-seated... You know what I mean? So Yeah. My number forty two is Kingdom of Gladiators. Okay. And uh, my forty-two is Pipeline. So we've reached that one. We can talk about Pipeline. Another talk about just <laughs> not trying at all. <laughs> just And it's another invisible monster, you know? Another at least always off screen monster, but also just just dog dick stupid script full of stupid characters and bad actors and it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> it's rubbish.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those movies where nothing is ever explained, and sometimes that works. I don't have to have the answers fed to me, but th- in that case, the movie has to do something else, and this movie does nothing. So,
0: <laughs> No. Uh, my number 41 is Harpies. Okay, and my 41 is Boy and His Dog. Okay. My number 40 is Only One Way. Yes, it's that high.
1: (laughs) So we can talk about that one now. But uh, my 41, or my 40 is Delivery Boys. Okay, 40 is
0: Delivery Boys. Got it. Yeah, only one way. I think, in hindsight, I was going to say it's clearly a better movie than Seven Days Away, but (laughs) I guess I don't, I can't really say that. (laughs) I don't know why I even thought it. It's kind of just more the same. Yeah, I don't know why do I have it that high. Just because the everything else, everything else we've said so far is so much worse. I mean, is somehow worse. You know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess I put it so low below like the Scarapist and Pipeline because there you're talking about filmmakers. As far as I know, with Pipeline, I didn't. I don't know that I really researched it, but I'm guessing that was that filmmaker's like first film or second film at at best. I believe so. Whereas this this guy turns out so many movies and makes no progress ever. No, like he, no improvement. he should have some experience and knowledge now and know. It has everyone everything he makes looks exactly the same and has is the same degree of
0: horribly edited, badly acted, just tripe. That's a good point. My number thirty nine is Delivery Boys. So okay we're there what's your thirty nine uh my thirty nine is invasion u s a okay delivery boys it's, it's i mean it's just not good <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of ways to describe things like it's just it doesn't work as a sex comedy it doesn't work as a dance movie it doesn't work as a con- like it just doesn't it's a mishmash of uh, these other kind of movies from that time period that also weren't good <laughs> you know so it's like it's like you've really distilled down to the the, the grit at the bottom of the pan, you know, <laughs> of what's left.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, whether it be from back then or even in the last 20 years or so, I, I avoid dance movies as a whole. I, I don't, they don't entertain me as a genre, but this has got to be the, the bottom worst one I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because even the, da- I mean, it, the highlight should be the dancing, and it's just such half-assed dancing. <laughs> like, and you're cutting away from that to, to go be, like, the poor man's porkies, and it's just no, no thanks. Yeah. And no, I haven't, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of dance movies either, but the stuff like Step Up to the Street and things like that, I, when, I, when I see parts of it, I'm like, wow, that's like, that dancing is really impressive. I wish I could do that. I don't give a shit about any of these characters yeah. or the story around it, but that they, that looks cool on film. That is cool dancing. There's no cool dancing in Delivery Boys. <laughs> so it doesn't even have that going <laughs> for it. And, you know? and then you supplement that with
1: non-funny comedy, so yeah, you're not making things better.
0: Alright, my number 38 is Danny Boy. Uh, my 38 is Harpies. Okay, we can talk about Harpies. I mean, It's just, I mean, it's a Sci-Fi Channel original movie, so you know. You get what you expect, but I feel like this is kind of even for that. Yeah, like I, I, the other ones I've done for sure on this show are Savage Planet and Ice Spiders, and I would say it's better than Savage Planet, but considerably worse than Ice Spiders. <laughs> and and it's not you helped can by having a movie is
1: considerably worse than Ice <laughs> Spiders.
0: You know, and it's not helped at all by having shitty baldwin <laughs> like it's just you know the special effects i mean it's, it's sci-fi channels so The special, of course the special effects are terrible but not even the special effects even just like there's the scene in there where the harpies are like getting in close to the girl or whatever and trying to scare and it's just women with like bad mascara on and like from a cereal box dracula teeth and it's just the cheapest shit <laughs> yeah. and the Stephen baldwin character is like crazy like with the guns he has like in his locker at work and like it's just it's not i I don't feel any i'm not rooting for that guy like <laughs> there's nothing yeah, yeah it's pretty bottom I of the don't, barrel i
1: i don't believe for a second that that man knew how to build a trebuchet or even knew the
0: word trebuchet absolutely not <laughs> and we'd be lucky if he knew the word catapult <laughs> Uh, number 37 for me is When I Find the Ocean. Okay, and my 37 is Klinger. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we're gonna fight. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be a while before we talk about that. I can tell you that right now. Uh, it's gonna be a long, long while. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I expressed on that episode that I liked that movie more than I probably should. My number 36 <laughs> is The Death Merchant. Okay, and my 36 is Kingdom of Gladiators. Okay, that's another... I don't think it was a sci-fi channel movie, but boy, it could have been no, and should have been. but it certainly... <laughs> because... Yeah.
1: It looks like one.
0: Yeah, it's so cheap and the plot is so dumb and the acting is all so, so bad. And even, like... Yeah, I... At the very least, Kingdom of Gladiators give me, like, some cool fight scenes that'll bump you up some notches, but even, like, the fight choreography and everything is just... Bad and dumb. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I had it higher on my list than you did just because, like, I, everything in my bottom 10 was either offensive in how bad and stupid it was, or it was offensive- offensive. And this one was I, it was just bad in that, like I really had to think about this movie when I made this list, and I was like, right,
0: I watched that, right? It was really forgettable. It's very, very forgettable. That's for sure. I think the most memorable thing about it is, is that it has, much like They Live, it has a a, a protracted fight scene over a pair of magic glasses, <laughs> <laughs> as you may recall. Yes. yes,
1: I do, now that you say that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's bad stuff. My number 35 is The Return. Okay, my 35 was Majorettes. Okay. My number 34 is Invasion USA.
1: Okay. So we can talk about that. My 34 is The Sand.
0: Okay. Yeah, Invasion USA. I mean big dumb action movie, but at least it's a movie. <laughs> you know, it came out in theaters. Yeah. It had I mean I know it's Canon Group, but it looks like it had a budget like I mean for A group that's so notoriously like cheap and cheaps out on everything. I don't know. That movie looked, there's a lot of exploding cars and there's tanks rolling around, and like it didn't look that cheap to me. So, I mean, it's super stupid. Chuck Norris sucks, but there's some wild shit in there, man. The girl hanging off the side of the car and the bazooka duel, and like it's kind of, there's a fun to be had there. Yeah. If you want, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't, definitely wasn't bad enough to crack my bottom 10, but yeah. it's i mean it just proved what i've always thought about chuck norris and that it's that i mean watching this movie he doesn't have a ton of dialogue and when he does speak you can kind of see why and the lines that he does have you're like wow they
0: they should have written that line out yeah but you can have somebody who's the strong silent type if they also can like express with their face and emote things, and, like, give a performance without speaking. And he can't do that. He has one facial expression, one tone of voice. Like, he's, he's the least charming person I've ever, like, I don't, it's still baffling to me how this man became a movie star, and then a TV star. Like, I, I don't get it. And then the hero of the internet joke. Like, he has no charisma at all. I don't understand it. And he's not even as good-looking as, say, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme or even Arnold Schwarzenegger who I, I don't think I think is an odd looking gentleman and not particularly attractive is still better looking than Chuck Norris you know? Like he's just I don't get it. I do not understand whatever the appeal of Chuck Norris was but <sighs> uh, My number 33 is Puppet Master Axis of Evil Okay. Uh, my 33 is Stopped. Okay. My number 32 is A Boy and His Dog Okay. <laughs> So we can
1: I know, talk I know. about that now. And my my thirty two is Death Merchant, so we can talk about that one as well.
0: Okay, let's do, let's get a boy and his dog out of his way. Out a boy and his dog yeah. out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that's another one that's that's pretty reprehensible in its story and its whatever. But unlike say Circus of the Dead or Jokers Vulturegeist, again, it's at least a movie that came out in theaters has recognizable people in it who got. Well, probably not suckered into it. They were at a, you know, early enough in their career that it was just, you know. And there's something there. If you stripped out all the crazy rape shit, you have like like a quarter of a Mad Max movie in there. So there's something there, but it's so bogged down with all of the (laughs) just disgusting treatment of women in that movie yeah so that's why it's not higher for me i suppose that and that for me is why
1: i think i have it so much further down the list is because that whatever there could have been in that story is covered up yeah by all that garbage if i mean like you say there could have been a good movie somewhere buried in there or at least the entertaining and oh, that's kind of a cool idea movie but yeah, when your when your hero is like, oh man, those guys beat me to raping that girl. I'm like, and that's the hero. I of your I movie. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, root for him. No, I, can't I I understand. Care about what he
0: wants. So yeah, it's also really dull.
1: Yeah, it's dull and slow. And have,
0: then there's a mystery. And then there's a surprise <laughs> robot guy. So it's not. I mean, yeah, it's not. I'm not saying it's good. It's not even you know at my halfway point. No, I
1: I did actually fall asleep and have to, I woke up the next morning, I had to, like, run it back so I could finish watching it.
0: That happens to me all the time. (laughs) My number 31, oh no, we had something to talk about, didn't we? Death Merchant. Oh yeah, yes. (laughs) Death Merchant is just some cobbled, some cobbled together shit, man. You talk about, I mean, we make fun (laughs) of the editing in those Christian movies. The, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh... I can't come seven days away and only one way <laughs> yeah. that guy yeah but that's an editing the the issue there Josiah, yes the issue there is that there's just too like, much editing like it's edits every eight seconds but death Merchant is edited like I mean it just it feels like they dropped the film reel when they were changing moving it over to a different platter (laughs) and like it exploded and they had to like put it back. Cause there's literally scenes that take place like three days later that are clearly from the same scene we saw before. (laughs) It's so bananas.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the whole starting the movie at the end and then yeah, jumping back and then getting, getting back around to the end eventually thing. Like we said, I think we said on the episode, it can work when done well, but this was not done well. And so it's just, okay, I've already seen this scene.
0: It's supposed to be an action movie, but there's no real action. There's no mystery to it. <laughs> you know, like they tell you up front everything that's, you know. Yeah. it's just, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having trouble being very descriptive on these. some of these. <laughs> My number 31 is The Driftless Area. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a big difference on that one, but uh, my my
1: 31 is too close to home.
0: Okay. My number
1: 30 is stocked. Okay, well, so we can talk about that. I'll have that a couple back.
0: How much your 30?
1: Oh, oh yeah. My, my 30 is double impact.
0: Okay, so stocked. Yeah, you had it a bit lower than me. I don't know, it's like serviceable. There's nothing about it that jumps out as like, oh, that's so terrible. Or it's so you know. But there's also nothing about it that's like, oh, that was really great. There's not a single moment where you're like, oh, that was cool. It's kind of just a movie that's there, (laughs) you know. But there's nothing. But there's nothing about it that bangs you over the head with like, oh, that's pathetic,
1: you know. Yeah, that's why it's it's pretty toward the middle for me because it's like like happened last time when we made the first fifty. Some of the stuff in the middle is just a minutia of yeah, uh, okay, this was a little bit better. this was a little bit worse. I had a hard time citing exactly what was better than what, but yeah, this is I'm reading
0: off my third or fourth draft of this list because I didn't move a lot of stuff around. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stuff in the middle is very kind of give or, you know, take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. My number twenty nine is the Majorettes. Okay. And I had that a while
1: back, so we can talk about that. And mine is The Return, which you previously
0: listed. I sure Talk about that. We kind of did swapsies there. I had Return way lower than you, and you had Majorettes way lower than me. (laughs) We can do The Return first, since it was mentioned first. It's just, it's so, it's so wacky in, like, an unexplainable (laughs) way that doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense. But it does have, like, recognizable people in it, you know? yeah but it's like but it's clearly a tv movie turn is just so not in my head like i remember little yeah that's i remember little bits and pieces like the the weird lightsaber and like all of the day
1: drinking yeah and that one just that was one for me that again just kind of fell into the minutia in the middle because i i like you said i had a hard time remembering most of it yeah
0: i it was just kind of there yeah it's just a movie that exists <laughs> <laughs> Oh, The majorettes we need to talk about. Yeah, I had that quite a bit higher than you, and I think it's because, yeah, it's not good. But, and I, you know, and I can absolutely see why it's a forgotten slasher of the 80s. But I feel like it's worth watching just because it takes so many hard right turns that you did not see coming and kind of stops being a slasher movie for the last third and becomes, like, a, a Chuck Norris movie for a hot second. Like, it's, it's such a <laughs> weird mix of stuff that it yeah. kind of makes it a little more fun than it should be maybe for me anyway yeah
1: that's yeah, it you, have no, mean, you I, have no thoughts on
0: the I, I, not really
1: and that's i think that's kind of <laughs> kind of my problem with it was like, again it, i i remember most of it it's not like it's one that i had a hard time remembering but it still felt really kind of forgettable to me it didn't make a whole lot of an impression which is, I think, why it's a little it's fair. further down the list. It didn't connect with me, I
0: guess. All right, my number 28 is Wicked Little Things. Okay, and
1: mine is Puppet Master Axis of Evil.
0: Okay, so we can talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. I like Puppet Master as a concept. I like a couple of the Puppet Master movies. But having it be this direct sort of sequel to Puppet Master 3, which is, I think, the best one, I, I don't know that anyone really would even argue with that. It's another, I mean, it's the budget, showing through and it's also because i mean that looks like it was shot on a a really nice phone but a phone (laughs) you know like it does not look like a movie it looks like a video like a youtube video or something so the cheapness is there not nearly enough kills the kills we get aren't very good and it just feels like it's retreading like it's we're not seeing anything we haven't seen better in a in different in earlier puppet master movies you know like Oh, a guy fell down, and now, now each lady's gonna puke a legion it was not Like I've seen that eight times, but in other movies, you know, but like shot better. <laughs> so eh. yeah, and
1: I, I I do agree with you on that. I just I guess I had it a little higher on my list just because it just kind of falls into the well, oh, it's a puppet master movie type of thing, so it's kind of middle ground for me. But yeah, it it's definitely not one of the better ones.
0: <laughs> no, but it's also not. The worst one, I can tell you that. No, <laughs> it's better than uh, some of the other ones. Worse. And I'm not even counting the ones that are just like <laughs> clip shows, because there's two of those. I'm not even counting that one. Yeah, there's worse ones, but yeah. My number 27 is Banshee Chapter. Okay, and my 27 is Danny Boy. Wow, that is way, way higher than it. All right, Danny Boy. <laughs> wow, what did you like about Danny Boy? It wasn't necessarily like... Uh, I.
1: Bear bear in mind, we're not even to the middle yet. We're not even at twenty five yet. So, but it's it's not something I necessarily liked. But it, there was nothing in it that made me go, "Oh, this is a bad movie." It was just kind. Of, it was a movie. You know, I watched it. It was fine. You know, I, I'm not ever going to watch it again. But it was there was
0: nothing that jumped out at
1: me as just like, "Wow, this movie sucks."
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even go so far necessarily to say that it sucks. It's just, I think even for movies of that time period, it's not representative. I feel like it's probably, even for then, it's pretty subpar. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think even probably at the time people watched it, were like, well, all right, I could have watched Rio and <laughs> 10 instead yeah. of this shit. You know? And it's just really, <laughs> yeah. it's another one that's dull, and yeah, I don't know, it just it didn't do anything for me really. <laughs> uh, my number 26 is Nobody's Baby. Okay, and my 26 is When I Find the Ocean. Also, yeah, we've got like 11, 11 apart. The last two have been exactly 11 apart from each other. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you like that a bit more than I did. I think it's just on top of being pretty dull and cheap, it's also... I mean, It's not the cheapest thing we've ever had. You know, it's probably like mid-budget for our show, but just take such... It's trying to tell a story it has no business telling. You know, it's front-loading this little white girl into a story about racial equality at the height of the civil rights movement. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such an odd... I don't know. It did did not do it for me. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I can can see your point there. For me, again, this was just another middle-of-the-pack, you know? I watched it. It was neither good nor bad. I just watched
0: it. (laughs) Movie. But I feel it's also pretty forgettable. Like, I think... Because this is still fairly fresh in my mind i'm betting if you ask me two years from now what is when i what when i find the ocean i will draw a complete blank you know and i'll have to really think hard about what is is that sentence you just said because this this bears no resemblance to anything (laughs) i know my number 25 is the empty man uh my 25 is wicked little things okay that's not that far apart i had it at 28 yeah just a real mid like it's not there's nothing about it that's terrible there's also nothing about it that's great. It's just a real... I feel like there's probably 85 horror movies exactly like it, and other than having Chloe Grace Moritz in it, you know? Yeah. There's nothing about it that jumps out yeah. as like, oh, this is like special in yeah. any way. It just feels so run-of-the-mill, mid-budget horror movie, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those ones that, you know, if I saw it listed on Netflix or something... I'd put it in my, you know, 31 days of horror for October because I'd never seen it and watch it and go, oh, OK, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'll watch that again. But I watched it. I, and I remember being sad because when I found out that you were watching this, I was like, oh, I have that movie. I remember liking that movie. And then I went to my shelf and I didn't have it. And I started watching it on streaming. I was like, oh, no, I'm thinking of the children. This is not that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, the name is not even
0: close. <laughs>
1: All right, then. My number
0: 24 is Ruskies. Uh, my 24 is The Empty Man. So we were real close oh, well, on that. We were real close on that. Yeah, talk about middle of the pack, man. Because, again, man, for a movie that starts so, so strong, the first half hour of that movie is so fucking dope. And then just... And then the next hour and a half is just, like, the worst episode of Volanour you've ever seen. It's just a guy walking around, asking people questions, all to get to a twist that doesn't make any goddamn sense anyway. And it's all just... But again, it's, it's a movie. It's a real movie that kind of sort of almost came out in theaters, you know? And, yeah. And it gets major points for me for that first half hour, but everything after that is just a slog, man.
1: Yeah. And that was one that I didn't actually watch before I watched I listened to the episode because I didn't have access to it. I because what streaming service it was on, which I think it was, I I it was Max, maybe it, it, was, it was I Yeah, I didn't have available to me at the time. So it was a couple months later that I got it for ninety nine cents to own out of Redbox. I was like, Oh, there there it is. It's cheap. I'll buy it. And I finally got to watch it. And yeah, I was like it everything he said about this movie is
0: absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it, it, it is very much a movie worth 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cause I would pop, if I owned it, I would pop it on every once in a while just to watch that first half hour again. Cause it's so good. And then just, yeah, it doesn't even fall off a cliff. It kind of slowly slides down a cliff, <laughs> like not very steep <laughs> cliff. Cause that would be like exciting. And there's just nothing exciting after that first half hour. So Eh, my number 23 is Double
1: Impact. Okay, and my 23 is Lilith.
0: I had Double Impact way lower on the list, but... Yeah, and I have Lilith way higher. <laughs> I think you could have guessed that. Yeah. I had Double Impact. I mean, I, why do I have it that I... I don't know. It's Again, it's a movie that came out in theaters. You can go and see it. It wasn't filmed in somebody's basement. It has a movie star, at least at the time, in it. It's brain dead action, but it's it's better action than than Invasion USA had, you know. And it's it's a turn off your brain, dumb action movie, and that's okay once in a while, you know. I'm not gonna be mad about it. It's not something that's not gonna be a regular part of my diet, but you know, you could do worse, and I, I did with Invasion USA. So, <laughs> yeah, I, he's definitely done
1: worse movies. The one that pops to mind for me is uh, knockoff. I remember watching that with a group of friends in high school and just like laughing so hard at how bad that movie was. But I don't know, for me I this one pushed a little further down the list just because like I'm in no way a Van Damme fan, but this is to me one of his less good performances, if that makes any sense. (laughs) And to have him play two characters is definitely straining his talent. And like he he had a hard time settling on accents for either character (laughs) it seemed like and i I don't know it's just it felt like one of his worst not worst but worst movies to me that's fair my number
0: 22
1: is too close to home okay well we get to talk about a couple of movies now because my 22 is the driftless area
0: okay yeah
1: some big differences
0: here all right too close to home I mean, it's what you expect, it's what it's what's written on the tin, it's a TV movie sorry, Ricky Schroder and Judith Light, but I feel like there's some, like the performances are okay, there's no performances that are like, oof, oof, oof sneaky, hold your nose, I was, it, it was never boring. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, it probably could be lower on my list, but I, don't know. I guess I found it more interesting, like their dynamic, as creepy and fucking weird as it is, it was like, I don't know, That's more that was more interesting to me to pay attention to than a lot of stuff going on in all these other movies have already named so that's where i'm at on that
1: yeah i guess that, that's that's true i'll give you that i just uh the whole mom wants to sleep with her son thing just skews me out so bad i think
0: that's what pushed it down the list a little further for me yeah yeah there's that but unlike things like circus of the dead or you know we didn't have to watch it happen it never actually happens Right. You know? <laughs> True. <laughs> it's you know? so I give it points for that maybe? I don't know. Uh what was the other one we we're in? Oh, Driftless Area. Okay, tell me, yeah, give me give me the dirt on this. How did this almost crack your top 20? What did that almost, movie impress upon you? I don't I don't know. For me, I guess
1: the I didn't think there were really any bad performances in it. I think that was it for me. I mean the yes, the story was boring and kind of okay, not kind of pretty tangled and incomprehensible but i thought at least everybody did a decent job and it it held my interest and then i got to the end and went wow i don't know why i was interested but at the time (laughs) it kept me invested and i i until the end i was like okay this is pretty interesting
0: yeah it does have a great cast but maybe i think maybe it loses points for me because it has such a great cast because it's a great cast working towards nothing It's such a nothing movie and a nothing plot and with reveals that aren't even reveals because you kind of knew all along, (laughs) but the characters are like trying to catch up to where we are. And so it's, yeah, I did. Yeah. I found it really dull and I felt like all the performances are good, but the dialogue is so like overwritten and like, yeah, it felt like a really, really good cast being wasted on really subpar uninteresting material for me.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You're not wrong. (laughs) But, I mean, it is up there. It's probably just purely cast-wise. It's probably in the top five of this 50. Like, I mean, you know, (laughs) it's just everything else about it is a letdown. Uh, My number 21 is The Sand. Uh, Mine is House. Okay. And now we can talk about The Sand.
1: It was kind of fun. So I can see why it's a little higher up your list. But I don't know. It was just the... I've seen a lot of really good movies where, you know, everything's in one location the entire time. So it feels kind of claustrophobic and static and that works really well. And this wasn't one of those. It just, it just felt like a movie that wasn't going anywhere and everything was sitting still all the time. And, and the cheapness, cause I, and when I say that it's weird because like, it looks good. The, the filming of the movie, like it looks like a movie almost. But then you throw on top of that really kind of horrible special effects, and it makes, it's kind of like a weird dichotomy of looking good and looking crappy at the same time.
0: Right. I think for me why it's so high is because it's on a technical level, it's kind of on the same level as something like Savage Planet or Ice Spiders. (laughs) But it also does, and yeah, there are, it does seem like everything is moving very slowly. (laughs) Not much happens in the course of that 90 minutes or whatever. But unlike those other two movies I named, yeah, there's just there is a sense of fun to it and like a sense of humor to it. None of the performances are great, but none of them jump out at me as being like cuz like there's some performances in Ice Spiders that are a fucking joke, you know, and Savage Planet the same way. And those movies also were shooting for way more and missing by further. Whereas the sand was, it is pretty contained. It's not trying to overreach, other than special effects. It's not trying to do too much, and so it's able to get a lot closer to what it was aiming at, I guess, for me. And I just, I don't know. I just had a, I had a fun time with it. Like I went into it thinking, oh, here we go. It's another going to be another Savage Planet or another Pipeline, where you know, and it wasn't. It was so much, so much better than Pipeline or a comparable oh, kind of movie. So. Oh, I wound up having a surprisingly good time with it. I mean, it probably should not be that high <laughs> on my list, but <laughs> just entertainment value-wise, I got more out of that than I did on, you know, other things we've named so far. So yeah, everything's subjective, right? Yeah. <laughs> what was your 21? Oh, House. Uh, house. My number 20 is Tamara. Okay, my number 20 was Malevolent. Okay, so we're in the top 20 now. We're getting to, yeah, we're getting into the, wow, how do I, these are all kind of good. How do I put them up against each other? <laughs> my number 19 yeah. is House. Okay, and my 19 was Nobody's Baby. Okay, a bit higher than I had it. We can talk about House first. I, it's, I think it's, again, it's a movie that came out in theaters. It's something that very much haunted our childhood as far as the VHX cover, the VHS cover, you know. <laughs> something we were always curious about and maybe maybe that affected me i think i'd like that movie less than a lot of people do maybe because i had this lifelong expectation of like i'm gonna watch house one you know and then i finally watched it and i was like oh this is pretty fucking goofy and dumb right <laughs> like i wasn't expecting it to be so kind of campy but it's not even campy and like and in your face it's like almost secondhand campiness it's not like evil dead or something yeah. where it's like here's some campiness take it or fucking leave it you know the campiness is kind of like <laughs> really subdued and like it feels kind of out of place with everything else that's going on so it doesn't 100% yeah. work for me but it's a fun enough time I think it's yeah I think it's pretty goofy and pretty dumb but it's yeah worth watching which is more than I can say for a lot of stuff on here so <laughs> yep and that
1: pretty much sums it up for me too I pretty much everything you just said I Campy and dumb, but kind of fun. And again, yeah, I had that, you know, seeing it for so many years in the movie store, like an expectation of what it was in my head. And it right. did not match the movie that I watched.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think my expectation of House One is what in is in reality House Two, where House Two <laughs> is the camp right on Front Street. It's like, here's a, this. We're not even trying to hide it. There's nothing serious about this movie. It's totally goofy. There's a little green mutant dog guy, you know. Whereas House had like serious shit going on, and then the camp was just kind of filtered in, <laughs> in various strata, you know. Like it still has William Cat killing his wife and chopping her up and putting it, you know. Like there's some hard shit in that movie that House Two doesn't have, you know. So yeah, you know. did we have another one to talk about? Oh yeah, no? nobody's nobody's baby. Yeah, yeah, that's another one with uh, a good and interesting cast just doing stuff that I could not care about. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I I had it a little higher on my list just because I, I
1: it it was fun. I felt it was a fun movie, especially especially Gary Oldman's performance. He kinda, you know, buoyed it up a little bit for me. It was like we say nothing nothing great, but I, I felt it was fun enough.
0: All right. Uh then my number eighteen is the moose head over the mantle. Okay, and I had Alterverse at eighteen. Well, that's my number seventeen. So giddy up, what's your 17? My 17 is Ruskies. Okay, a bit higher than me. Alterverse. I think I said all I need to say on that episode. I mean, I want to hear your thoughts too, but it's a movie that for its, but like I said, the budget doesn't really show through because it's so contained. It's just these two actors. I thought their performances were both really good. And it's such an, once you get past that dumb as dick setup, the concept itself is very (laughs) cool. But man, it takes some. It would probably be higher on my list if you didn't. If it didn't take such work to get past that dumb (laughs) raw vegan diet shit at the beginning, like that's so ridiculous.
1: But yeah, I think I think it is so high on my list because of what you said. It's they do they do very well with very little and. I mean, there's, I mean, the special effect that they do wedge in there doesn't really stand up, but it doesn't really matter because it's only for a, a moment. Yeah. And and the performances,
0: you know, let you get past that. Like I said in that episode, and I feel like her especially, even though it's the same actress just with different colored hair, wearing different clothes, she feels like a completely different character the other version of her. Yes. And it worked for me in a big way. So I think the performances are actually really good.
1: So then I had Rusky's a little higher on my list
0: than you. Yes, explain that. Which is just because, I, I mean,
1: not much to explain. It was just, I felt like it was a fun movie. I mean, yeah, it did have a couple little problematic things being the 80s. Sure. But they, they do kind of work through those within the context of the story, at least a little bit. And uh, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like if I had seen it when it came out, I probably would have really enjoyed it as a kid.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I guess for me it's in the same vein as something like The Goonies or Flight of the Navigator or, you know, it's that time period sort of this is a movie for kids but kind of also for grown-ups and just not nearly as interesting a dilemma as those have. And I don't even, Goonies isn't a movie that I love the way that some people do, but that's it just like the conceit of this movie wasn't terribly or should have been more interesting than it was as presented in the movie. Like, oh, there's a Russian soldier washed up and these kids are hiding. Like, and it just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I still had it in the top <laughs> half, so it wasn't, you know, I didn't hate it or anything. It just... Yeah. Didn't blow me away. My number 16 is Malevolent. Okay. And my 16 is the Last Exorcism. Okay. So, my number fifteen is Wolf Creek. And
1: my fifteen is Banshee Chapter. Okay, which I believe you already listed.
0: Yes, twelve, twelve different there. So <laughs> yeah, you liked it quite a bit better than me. what's uh, what's your thoughts on Banshee chapter?
1: I just I don't know. I, for some reason, I just really like that one, from performances to what, you know, what they did with what seemed like a pretty limited budget still seemed to turn out like a pretty, pretty good quality film. And, and the story wasn't bad. I, I thought, I mean, there were a couple little things that kind of,
0: uh, eh, really,
1: but it was, it was a pretty decent story I felt. And yeah,
0: I just, I liked it. I guess for me, it was other than that one real good jump scare that fucked me up. <laughs> the rest of it is just not scary <laughs> at all. It's mm-hmm. borrowing all this like Lovecraftian stuff, but then not following through on it. It again, it can't decide if it's a found footage movie or not, <laughs> which is a huge <laughs> pet peeve of mine. So that definitely knocked it down quite a bit. And I didn't find it. Yeah, I thought I kind of found that a little dull and slow to pass that beginning. But to each their own. My number fourteen is Gunpowder Milkshake. Okay, uh,
1: my fourteen was Vertical Limit.
0: Okay. My number 13 is What If.
1: And my 13
0: is Moosehead Over the Mantle. Okay, so we can get to that. Not that far apart. Five apart. So, I mean, it's some, obviously something we both liked. Yeah, I thought it was a, a cool concept executed in an interesting way that I haven't seen before. It maybe doesn't quite go where I need it to or to go far enough. It kind of, It kind of just goes to a certain point and then kind of just stops. But, but, yeah, I mean, it was still in my top 20, so good by me. It was yeah. a, it was a nice surprise, considering I, yeah. it was, I hadn't heard of it, and it was so cheap, and like, but it was all not quite like not this is our home level of a surprise, but you know, pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely I liked the approach. It was definitely something I'd never seen before, like you said. And it's uh, I, again, I do have a respect for when you you see that they do a lot with very little. I know I've said that a lot, but this one is a really good example of that. Because true, I mean there's no real special effects to speak of but they're not really needed they get the point across with just like some some makeup and gore effects and those are pretty decently done when they're needed and everything else is just atmosphere and and subtle storytelling it's it's got that really good you know we're not going to come out and tell you everything we're just going to show you Right, and it was it was done really well. I thought
0: that's all true. Then my number twelve is Yellow Brick Road. Okay, and uh, my twelve is Gunpowder Milkshake. Okay, again top fifteen for both of us, so not too bad. It's it's a slick movie. You know, it looks like it cost a bit. Great cast. Yeah, I guess for me, Ed, maybe it, the action wasn't quite as actiony as I would like. I guess I was. Ex- <laughs> expecting it to be a little more kind of hyperkinetic not not like john wick necessarily or you know but just i don't know the action felt a bit subdued all things considered but yeah great cast fun enough just not didn't quite get to where I felt like it could
1: yeah i yeah it was a fun time it was it was very very pretty to look at and not just because of the cast but <laughs> And there I mean there were a couple of, you know, action wise kind of dumb things, but the what my brain kept comparing it to was and I don't know if you ever even saw it, but uh shoot 'em up. Strangely enough, another Paul Giamatti movie.
0: Yeah.
1: But it it kinda it felt like it was doing a lot of what shoot up was doing, but not being so stupid.
0: Yeah, it's definitely better than <laughs> better than shoot 'em up, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just like the the very tongue-in-cheek comedic kind of action but without being you know ridiculously stupid about it
0: you, a little a little side tangent real quick i finally watched the other day i finally watched that uh, hardcore henry have you seen that thing oh you yeah that so, that, that totally first person like first person shooter movie it's dumb yeah. as shit but i applaud like there's a lot of that first person view and it's also supposed to be like one long take and a lot of that stuff is really effective. It's also, like, the most insanely violent movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, it is so crazy violent. It's not It's not good. It's not a good movie necessarily, but I don't know. I had a fun time with it. Anyway, I, just, I don't yeah, know why that made me think of it. It's but. one of
1: those ones that I would definitely, I would tell people to watch it. Because you should see it once. Just to, to get that
0: experience of seeing a fully first-person movie. But once is enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, I'll never watch it again, but... Uh... Yeah, it was interesting to see. <laughs> then my number eleven is Vertical Limit.
1: Okay, and that gives us a pair of movies to talk about because my eleven is Tamara.
0: Okay, a bit higher than I had it. Yeah, Vertical Limit. Just, I mean, you were on the episode, we, you know. Yeah. Dumb, fun action movie. Better action movie than the other action movies on this list. And other than some <laughs> real dodgy, <laughs> early, uh, you know, not even early, like mid green screen so it really should have been better than it was but other than that yeah a fun fun time I don't know. yeah
1: same here i like i said that's one that i owned for a while i do remember probably liking it better the first time i saw it than this time for but sure. i still did it's enjoyable and it's uh i mean, again it's a decent cast with pretty decent performances if you <laughs> probably one of chris o'donnell's better performances i guess it's hard to gauge those things, but yeah, yeah. aside from some dodgy special effects that really should have been better for when it came out, yeah, it was a fun time, and it's weird calling it an action movie, because when you think of action movies, you think of, like, gunfights and fist fights and things like that, and there's not a lot of that, like, disaster action, interesting and kind of fun.
0: Yeah, it's, maybe it counts more as a thriller, but it's described as, I mean, it's called an action movie, it's described, there's different kinds of action, it's not all yeah. shoot 'em ups and car chases, it's... yeah. <laughs> People are doing actiony things. <laughs> They're being active. What was the other one? Uh, Tamara. Tamara. You know what? I feel like we did not talk about, unless I'm mistaken, you had Malevolent a ways back, right? Oh, yeah. No, we didn't. And I, I I just talked about Malevolent a couple of weeks ago, so let's hear what, what you thought of it. I think I had it slightly higher than you did.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I did like it well enough, but... I just felt like as it was a horror movie, the horror was kind of lost. It, it's, I, it's decent performances. I love Florence Florence Pugh in anything, but the scary wasn't scary. And that's where why it got a little further down the list for me. There really wasn't much of anything that was scary in the movie.
0: That's true. Yeah, I think Malevolent is very much on the same sort of plane as Wicked Little Things, as far as just being real mid, real, you know paint-by-numbers kind of horror movie. But, I mean, how much do I love Florence Pugh? Um, twelve spots, that's how much. Because if Malevolent and We Little Things are basically the same to me, but one has Florence Pugh and one doesn't, and that gets it twelve spots higher. Automatically. <laughs> Apparently. So, yeah, so we that's covered fair. that one that we missed. And then, oh, Tamara. Yeah, Tamara, I had it 20. You have at 11. I feel like I went soft and easy on that movie during the episode because we had jeffrey reddick on who's a, a wonderful and a sweetheart and i love him but i think i played softball with him because he was there didn't i didn't hate the movie but that's another one that i feel is just real mid real you know nothing about it and it jumps guess... out at me as being like oh that was really cool some of the performances. And I guess maybe new.
1: I, I'm probably liked it a
0: little better than you. But I, I
1: now that you mentioned that, I may have let uh, our conversation with him color my, my numbering here when I was doing my list. <laughs> I, uh, that might, that's very possible. I might have just been like, yeah, we had a good time with him. I, re- I think I like that movie.
0: Yeah. When I was making this <laughs> list, I kept a very active thought in my head of like, don't oversell Tamara. Because you're not in the moment. <laughs> Jeffrey's not on mic with you. Really think about this objectively, you know. Because I think we let that, when we did the first ranking, the 50, I think we let our Brooks Benjamin experience taint our numbers on Point of Fear because I think we both had it way higher than it probably should have been. <laughs> so I didn't want to do that again. So, probably. But still, it's in, my, it's in my number 20. So it's still not, you know, it's still a movie. It's competently made. There's some moments that are cool. It just never hits like heights for me of any sort, I guess. All right, here we are at the top 10. <laughs> Things are about to get real interesting <laughs> for a couple different reasons. <laughs> because my number 10 is Lilith. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which you well, had at what? <laughs>
1: uh, I had at 23.
0: Okay, that's not too crazy. Whatever, the next I, one's going to be. I don't be. remember. The next one's gonna be crazy no. for you.
1: It's still in the it's still in the top half, but uh, but my number ten is Yellow Brick Road.
0: Okay, well let's while we're here, let's talk about Lilith. Why is it my number ten? How did it crack my top ten? It's just a movie that I had because we talk about something being low budget but not feeling like it. That was it for me. I thought the performances were fun. I thought the script was fun. I just had so much fun with that movie that I was not expecting. Like looking at the poster art for it and going oh shit here we go and then coming out of it going i had a real good time with that (laughs) you know i don't know it just struck it struck some kind of chord in me that i liked that movie maybe more than it deserves i don't know but
1: yeah i don't know (laughs) well i mean honestly looking over my list it it probably should have been higher on mine especially i mean i did you don't have to apologize
0: to me there's no judgment no no
1: i no i'm i'm giving it some serious thought here and i I definitely did like it more than Malevolent, and I did like it more than, uh, say, House. Honestly, I had more fun with it than House. So, yeah, it probably should be higher on my list now that I'm looking at it. Because, yeah, like you say, dis- despite, despite its budgetary limits, it was, it was a fun
0: watch. I, I enjoyed it quite a lot.
1: Especially the, the actors playing Lilith. I was very impressed by her. I, I thought she did a great job.
0: Yeah, she's a lot of fun. And I'll, yeah, I'll take a, give me a goth redhead walking around any day of the week. <laughs> you have my attention. Really? <laughs> oh, Yellow Brick Road was the next one to talk about, which I had at 12, and you had at 10. Yeah, not, not too different. No. Yeah, I think that's another one, and it's, it happens a lot on this show, and it's going to happen again here in the next <laughs> couple minutes. A really enjoyable movie that just trips at the finish line. You know and this one doesn't trip quite as hard as some other ones do but it's still a man just disappointing like it feels like it's building to something and building to something and there's so much cool and interesting stuff going on there's great performances going on and then it gets you get to the end and it's just like all the air gets let out of the balloon it's just like oh oh that's it <laughs> okay you
1: know yeah and i yeah i agree with you on that i I don't think it bothered me quite as much as it did you just because I enjoyed the rest of the movie so much. And I know an ending is important, but everything leading up to it was so well done and so cool and interesting and disturbing at times. That I just I kind of let the ending go.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you there. That's why it's I mean, it's still my number 12. So it's not like you know. I st- I still really really enjoyed it, but it definitely would be higher yeah. if it had a better <laughs> ending for yeah. sure. All right, sir, so you ready for this? Especially given the oh, fact that
1: I had never, I had never heard of it. It was kind of another one of those, uh, not to that level, but like this is our home. It, I just the fact that I had, this movie had
0: never or been the on key. my radar, and then I watched it. And, or sold to keep is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I had heard of it. I'd seen it kicking around. My, you know, you might like this on Amazon. You know, because you like this other thing. This this would probably be up your alley. And I always just kind of ignored it. But I'm glad I I'm glad I got to it because I, I did enjoy it quite a lot. Here's where shit gets real, sir. <laughs> my number nine <laughs> is Clinger. Okay. All right. <laughs> I um, thought your head would explode. My, my... What did you have Klinger at? <laughs>
1: No, I have. Oh, yeah, much further down. Uh, what was it?
0: Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's 37? your number nine? Yeah, but my number nine was Wolf Creek.
0: Okay. So let's talk about Clinger for a second. Much like Lilith, but probably even more so, this was one that I went into with very low expectations, and just had—I had a real, real good time with it. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's the I don't know. There's just something about it I found so fun and so, it's like me and Damien described it or Damon described it on the episode. It's cute. <laughs> how many horror movies do you get that are cute? It's just like, I don't know. I just, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> and Maybe I'm crazy having it that high in my top 10, but that, that uh, of this 50, know. that was the, not, it's not as good as This Is Our Home or Sold to Keep, but this was the Lilith to also to an extent. But clinger to me was the surprise of this fifty, where it was like I went into it just expecting hot trash from looking at the poster and stuff and really being blown away by what a good time I had with it. So no. I don't know if me me, it, it <laughs> might have just it might
1: have just been again, it was one of those ones that didn't it didn't stick with me for whatever reason. I had a hard time remembering the details of it. And I might have been tired that night. I don't know, but I just I, I have trouble even conjuring images from it. You
0: don't remember? Like I fern fern. I fern. like I remember what it was. About. <laughs> you don't remember the fern Fern, fern oh, song? You. Now I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I do. <sighs> yeah, now
0: I do. Man, no, I had completely forgotten about that. All right. Well, that's yeah. That's I don't know why. why. There's also just, there's also little moments didn't. in there like the ghost girl with no legs who has to like, <laughs> crawl around on her hands and like I don't know. It's just it, it it it's goofy and silly and stupid, but in a, in a way that just strikes some kind of chord in me that I just yeah I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's that. What was your number nine? Oh, Wolf Creek. Uh, Wolf Creek. Yeah, which I had at fifteen. So not too much difference. No. Yeah, it's it's a it's a solid movie. It's well made. I think I prefer it to Wolf Creek 2, for those who listen listened to that episode of uh, Midwest Movie Maniacs. But it is, but it also is very, I'm not a big torture porn guy, and that's that's what it devolves into. Yeah. And it sets the stage for, well, maybe it's a retroactive thing, but looking at Wolf Creek 2, like, in Wolf Creek 1, he's this sadistic sort of killer, and then Wolf Creek 2, he's like the hero of that movie. We're supposed to look at him and go, wow, that guy is fucking awesome. Which, no. <laughs> No, no, no. He's a degenerate piece of shit. Like, and so maybe like backwards thinking is affected. Looking at that one as if Like, oh, this is where that seed was planted. Because he never seems cool in the first one. But yeah, I yeah I like it. Just you know, fifteen worth, not nine worth, for me. Gotcha. <laughs>
1: I think for me, what probably put it up a little higher it was just quality. I mean, it was a it was a solidly made movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It that's true. was definitely like you say, something that you would watch in the theater, and and I mean, there were no bad performances. There was nothing really cheesy about it, so it was just it was solid. I felt that's fair. My number eight is the last exorcism. Okay, I did have that a bit lower. My number
0: eight would be What If. Okay, which I had at it, thirteen. So the last exorcism. Yeah, like I said that on the episode. That's a movie that I watched in the theater god and I can remember that day so clearly I had nothing going I wasn't planning on seeing a movie I just had like a couple hours to kill so I was like fuck I'll go see a movie what's even showing what haven't I seen yet oh The Last Exorcism. okay whatever I'll go watch it and I remember sitting there and being like halfway through it and going holy shit this is really good actually <laughs> like I was so I got like sucked in and like so invested and interested it's such a cool idea and it's kind of an idea that, that Malevolent has as well You know, this guy who does not believe in this stuff and gets sucked into the real thing. But is also, for me, even more so than Yellow Brick Road. Or maybe something else we mentioned on here? Yeah. That just falls flat on its face at the end. Because that ending still makes me so angry. I have not watched The Last Exorcism 2 yet. Because there shouldn't be a Last Exorcism 2. Because that's not how that movie should, (laughs) the first one should end. And that beautiful ambiguity that they had built, and then they flush it all down the toilet in the dumbest way possible, and it still makes me angry because so much... The first 85% of that movie is so fucking good. The performances are all good. It's actually kind of scary. It's a cool concept, you know, and to stand out from the pack of... Because there's a gazillion exorcism movies, you know, especially in the last 10, 15 years, for it to stand out and catch my interest like that is something special but then man did they waste that goodwill in the end there oof yeah i hate it yeah but it's, I, still, I, I it, it's, it's still enough of it it's still good that, to make my number eight
1: i think for me unlike i we're kind of swapping here with with the olivic road for me the reason mine is down so far at 16 is is because of the ending it was enough with that movie to to make me go ah oh, god Whereas with Yellowbrick Road, it was just kind of, okay, well, that ending kind of sucked. But this one, yeah, the ending just so ruined it for me. But still managed to make it into my top 20 because it, the rest of it is
0: really good. All right. Oh, what if? Which I yeah, years 8, mine 13. Yeah, it's, it's a serviceable romantic comedy with a really good cast and also some very odd story decisions. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay for me
1: i think it's higher on my list just because it was really really charming i don't i don't know if that should be enough but it no charm I goes a long way the whole movie just very charming yeah
0: no i get it because that's how i feel about the two, two main actors that's how i feel about Klinger. it was char- it charmed me so i get it <laughs> gotcha <laughs> yeah it's funny because what if it is, is a charming movie that seems like it's actively trying to not be charming well, no, it seems like it's trying to be charming, but also trying hard not to... Like, it's almost trying to be, like, anti-charming. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's... <laughs> it's all right. It's interesting. My number seven is Be My Cat. Okay, and my seven is Stepford Wives. Okay. Then my number six is Thor.
1: And my six is Be My Cat.
0: Okay, so pretty close. Yeah, that was... Actually, you know what? I take it back. I said that the big surprise for me was cleaner and that's true. But Be My Cat. Is the real, that's the this is our home of this season, so to speak, of this 50. That, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, because that is a movie that I had no expectations for. I was like, what is this weird thing? The po- the box, of the poster art is weird. It's this guy rambling into the camera and it winds up becoming such a, for me, I think it's a critical entry in what is a dying genre, which is the, the found footage. You know, we have other found footage movies yeah. on this list that botch it so completely. And Be My Cat is just weird enough and buoyed by kind of, on, kind of a truly tremendous performance, really, that, yeah, it's a really, a really pleasant surprise. Not a pleasant movie, but a very pleasant surprise <laughs> how fucking good and effective that movie is.
1: Yeah, and I, I can honestly say, I know we talked about it with Tamara, but I can honestly say that I'm not letting the fact that we got to meet and talk to Adrian skew my view of this movie at all. Definitely not. Yeah. It's like like 10 minutes into the movie. I was still going, what is this? What am I looking at? And it just slowly pulls you in and he pulls you in with his performance. Cause like you you could totally buy that. This is not an actor. This is not a guy making a movie. This is a lunatic filming himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. and he sells it so well which I think was part of why I wanted to talk to him so badly I think there was still a little seed somewhere in the very depths in the back of my brain who wanted to talk to this guy and make sure he's not a murderous criminal <laughs> <laughs> because he sells it so well in the movie <laughs> that I was like I gotta suss this guy out for real <laughs> but no he's he's, yeah, he's a lovely guy it.
1: Oh, he's so nice, and I I follow him on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm so excited for when we put the world to sleep finally comes out. I want
0: to see that so bad. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that for sure. So yeah, be my cat. The the uh, su- surprise, the pleasant surprise of this season for me, the way that this is our home was for the last season's a dumb word, but <laughs> kind of a season I guess. <laughs> so where are we? At? Uh, my number five is The Reason I Jump. And it is my number five. Hey, that's only the second time we've matched up so far, and it's <laughs> uh, I'm betting it's the last time we match up. Well, maybe our number three might be, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah The Reason I... No, I won't be. It won't be. So, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, The Reason I Jump, Just there's not a lot of movies. In fact, there's probably only two on this list that I would describe as beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pieces of filmmaking. And The Reason I Jump, is that, and I'm not letting, I'm not being skewed by the fact that I, I had the director on the episode, also a lovely guy. It's just a lovely movie, and I think an important movie, and and he directed the fucking hell out of it. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's an experience, man. It's a lo- lovely thing to watch.
1: Yeah, I've I've recommended it to several people, and that's not, that's not a thing I can say about many of the movies on this list, but, uh or our first list, but I, there are, a couple movies that you've done for this podcast that I have gone to people that are like my close friends and gone you need to watch this movie pork pie this is one of them <laughs> and yeah i yeah i can't even describe how i felt watching this movie it was just it was fantastic
0: that's correct
1: my number 4 is the stepford Wise. okay and i had spring at number 4 Okay. Yes. So the Step for Wives. Step for is back
0: at 7. Still pretty good. Yeah, like I said on the episode, I think it's just, it's a Stone Cold classic. I think the script is so, so good. All the dialogue is good, and it's, maybe it feels, I don't know, to some people, maybe it feels dated or like, oh, I've seen this before, but no, you have you've seen things that are ripping this off, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, it's just such right. a, it's so... I don't know. I just think it's really good. The, the script is so so strong in that movie, and the, the atmosphere is effective. And the that slow sort of churning under the surface of like everything seems okay. Oh, maybe not. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. You know, as <laughs> it slowly devolves into what it devolves. You know, that slow creep up on you, and it's just. I think it's. I think it's so so good. Yeah i I loved
1: it. I I went into it not expecting to love it as much as I wound up. Because I, A, I had two things working against it. The first being, I had just like a couple of years ago for the first time seen Rosemary's Baby, which was always touted as this, you know, this huge classic and everybody loves it. And I didn't, I didn't see what everybody raves about it for. I didn't think it was that great. It was just was all right, but I didn't think it was that great. And this was always kind of in that same category, one that I always heard of and everybody loved. And I was like, oh, it's going to be another Rosemary's Baby. And the other thing I had working against it was I made the mistake of watching the remake Mm. with Nicole Kidman years ago with mom. And I thought it was, and so I saw that before I saw this. And so I was like, well, I kind of, I know this movie already and it's not great. And so I was, yes, I was very pleasantly surprised watching this movie at just how good it was. I was not expecting it. And yeah, that was again, another great example of a movie that did not need to be remade. Especially that badly.
0: <laughs> yeah, or if you do, I can see remaking a separate wives, but boy, do they go the wrong way with it. Like that movie is disgraceful. A disgrace to the, <laughs> the original, you know, uh, Wrong headedness. My number three is Spring.
1: Okay, my number three, and this is probably just the fanboy
0: in me coming out as always, but it was Thor. Sure. Well, then we can <laughs> talk about Spring. I mean, like I said in the episode, I think it's just beautiful. I think it's beautifully written. It's beautifully shot. It's beautifully acted. It's full of beautiful people. It's a beautiful movie. I'm a sucker for doomed romance or just even just romance in general. Like, and just, (laughs) and I mean, and Benson and Moorhead had made a movie before that, but what a fucking calling card spring is, man. Like, just of like just kicking the door down and saying, we've arrived. We've brought you a movie and you're, you know, we're going to make some more. Like, just. Yeah everything about that there's nothing about that movie that I'm like, eh. I, mean, I just every frame of it is just captivating to me and I love it so much.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. I and this was one that was it was very I mean even with only, you know, three, four entries to go, I had a very hard time not putting it higher. It was it was so good. And I I had just a couple of weeks ago seen uh The Endless for the first time another one of their films. So I knew I, I was in for something really good, but I still was surprised by, yeah, like you said, how beautiful this movie is and how it's, and it's not in any way action packed, but it's never boring. Yeah. It, the story completely, and especially the performances keep your attention on at all times the The two leads are so charming and so good together, and nobody ever overacts. Nobody ever is is boring with their performance. They're just right in that sweet spot where where a great movie should be.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I like pretty much all of Ben Zamord stuff, but I think Spring is still their best, and it's not even really close. I mean, I like the Endless a lot. I like Resolution Synchronity. Eh, that one, I mean, it was fine, but I didn't love it. But yeah, Spring is still. I think that they're going to have a tough time topping that one, I feel like. But I hope they do. They have something coming out soon called Something in the Dirt that I'm very much looking forward to because they are always, them and Mike Flanagan are the, the directors currently that I'm like, oh, they have something new coming out? Shoot it into my eyeballs with a high-velocity high, high velocity <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, I want it. So, yes, spring, great. And then Thor, which I had at six, respectable. Yeah, I mean, we're both, I mean, I'm a huge MCU guy too. As evidenced by a couple of rants I've had on this show, but um, <laughs> I, I, Thor is—I mean, I talked it up quite a bit on that episode as being better than I think people remember and better than I think that it's considered. But I— st- but all things considered, Thor is still probably is still pretty mid-tier Marvel for me. Like, it's, I I like it a lot, but it's not, yeah, it's pretty middle of the pack MCU wise, as far as I'm concerned. But it is, it is a big movie. It came out in theaters, and, you know, so that's something. (laughs) You you know, the money's there on screen. You can see it. It's, you know.
1: Yeah, and like I say, I do fully admit that, uh, especially with my my top three picks, the fanboy in me definitely took over to put my top three as high as they are, but I can't help it. I, I love what I love
0: yeah and, absolutely don't apologize uh, for that yeah but... so <laughs> which is why i mean we just did we just got done basically uh recording our episode on the crow which was fanboying all over the place and uh, unapologetically so and the crow is my number two film hard to believe i know <laughs> i know i know okay well then yeah. Here we
1: go. I know that our one and two just flip flop. So yeah. just like last I time, I will just go ahead and tell
0: you my two. My two is Lord of the Rings. Yes, and Lord of the Rings and Lord is of the ring. my number one. We we gushed all over the crow on that episode. You can go listen to it. It is it is my favorite movie, but it cannot compare on a technical level, on a vi- on a visual level. No matter how big a p- piece of my heart it holds. The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, is a fucking masterpiece. Every frame. You know what I mean? Like there's it's kind of a flawless film that is so huge and so kind of perfect and unbelievable that it is as good as it is. Cause the Lord of the Rings is kinda like Watchmen or all these other things that are like, that's unfilmable. You'll never be able to get that and make and crack it and get it right. And goddamn they did. You know? Like that movie. I remember I don't remember if you were there or not. I know I was with Mom and Dad. I watched it in Mitchell because we were there visiting for Christmas. And I remember coming out of the theater into the cold air and turning to someone, it was either Dad or you, (laughs) and saying, I've probably seen a better movie than that, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Coming out of the theater from seeing that movie. Yep, I believe that was me. Maybe not an opinion I still hold, but it is certainly of these 50, I think it is the best made. I think it's the most overall entertaining yeah i think it's just i think it is literally a masterpiece of cinema in a way that as much as i love the crow as much as i love spring well, spring is maybe closer to being a masterpiece than the crow is the crow is not a masterpiece i love the crow very much but yeah it's not perfect it's not a masterpiece it's not flawless in the way that i feel like Lord of the Rings is. so your turn <laughs> i i
1: yeah one and two were a very very tough decision for me and me too and, you know, I, I don't even I don't even know that it was a decision. I, I had the conversation with myself, the argument with myself. I was like, do not just stick the crow in your number one spot. OK, think about it. Really give the other ones that you know are so good a chance. And I just couldn't do it. I, I, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> my I just my love for it is just so much that I just I couldn't I had to put it in my number one spot. I get it.
0: I but get yes,
1: it. Yes. Lord of the Rings. I have so much love and fondness and even like you were just talking about nostalgia for it for the first time I saw it the the spectacle and the beauty of it. Yeah, I watched it so many times since then I can't even really <laughs> can't really say it's not one of those ones like the crow that I can talk along with because it's it's just it's too much it's <laughs> <laughs> right. but, uh,
0: but man it's it's so good yeah. I can fully understand why you would put it as your number one. Yeah, it was, I think we both had the same internal debate with ourselves and we just landed on different (laughs) sides of it where I was like, okay, yes, this is my favorite movie, but can I look at it objectively in the overall scheme of filmmaking in general? Is it better than Lord of the Rings? Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) You know, not many movies are, to be honest. So... That's the way I went. Whereas you went, and there's nothing wrong with it. You went, but it, this movie owns me. <laughs> like my brain and my heart and my soul are still wrapped in this movie. That it's no con, like there's kind of no contest for anything else. So I get it. What? Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, it's,
1: this is an aside, uh, not really to do with what we're talking about. But I am curious, knowing your love for for Lord of the Rings, what are your feelings on The Hobbit?
0: Yeah, we can do this for a second. <laughs> I assume you mean the movies, right? Not the book. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, the movies. Um. I think they're kind of dreadful. <laughs> I think it's outrageous that each of the Lord of the Rings books, which are all thicker books than The Hobbit, got one three-hour movie each, and The Hobbit, which is like half the size, page count-wise, of any of the other Lord of the Rings books, got three three-hour movies, <laughs> is an unprecedented level of bad decision making because those movies are actively difficult to get through in a way that Lord of the Rings is not because you're the Lord of the Rings Ra- they had to invest in economy of storytelling what can we cut what needs to stay what can we mesh together what can we you know to fit this massive thing into I guess nine hours whatever you know and they did it perfectly I mean you'll have people but Tom Bobadil blah blah shut up nobody gives a fuck about Tom Bombadil <laughs> adds nothing. Not important. <laughs> Don't need it. You know, and shuffling things around like putting Shelob in the, you know. But The Hobbit, when you've been given free reign, like, yeah, we want th- we want three of these because it was supposed to be two and then they went, ah, fuck it, give them the third one. You know, we want one of these a year the way we had Lord of the Rings. Christmas time, it's Hobbit time. And there's no, <laughs> absolutely no reason. You should have been able to do, if you could do The Lord of the Rings in one three-hour movie, each you know, you can do The Hobbit in one three-hour movie. And stretching it out to nine hours is despicable. <laughs> there's so much chuffa that you could cut out of each of those movies. They're, they are really, really hard to watch. There's just so much. There's a ten minute scene of the dwarves throwing plates around it like fuck off, you know? Get on with it. <laughs> it's, it's irritating. It's irritating that the same filmmaker, who I loved, took this same sort of thing that I loved. I mean, The Hobbit was always kind of less interesting than Lord of the Rings anyway, but just, yeah, I would even allow you two movies. If you would compress that down into two movies, it would have, I, you could have made that work. It would be a more acceptable, it'd be perfectly fine. If you can break up The Last Harry Potter and The Last Twilight or whatever into two movies, go ahead. But three? No, get out of here. No thanks. I've watched them all once. I have the first one on Blu-ray for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe Carrie had it. I did. I certainly didn't buy it. But is it something I'm ever going to sit down and watch? Because like Lord of the Rings, i watch. i watch that trilogy once a year, you know, and love it every time. Mm-hmm. Will I ever sit down and watch the Hobbit trilogy again? I don't think so. I really don't. I think I'm a one and done on the Hobbits for all the reasons I just said. <laughs> Mostly the, the one reason. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Hobbit? <laughs> Same. Yeah, you, you
1: pretty much just <laughs> wrote, wrote that paragraph for me. Yep. Put it perfectly.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's like Jeff Goldblum said, you you were so focused on, or whatever, I'll misquote it, but whatever that, you know, (laughs) you realized you could and didn't think about whether or not you should. (laughs) Yes, you can make The Hobbit into three three three-hour-long movies, but you should not. (laughs) Ah, And that will do it for our ranking the 50, the second 50. So we have now covered 100 movies, 100 episodes, so our champions are well. We didn't agree either time because our our number one and two were swapped last time too. It was Clue and It's a Wonderful Life, which is why it's going to make our next episode interesting, and we're going to have to kill some darlings. I wanted to do a top one hundred, but sitting and doing ranking all one hundred like this and going through them like this would take forever, and we're not going to do it. But what I figured out, and I probably messed it up because I don't know sports shit. But again, stealing from Matt Gorley, <laughs> uh, I think I have figured out a decent way to do all 100 episodes in a bracket, March Madness style, to determine who is out of 100 movies, 100 episodes, who's the champ, who's the number one, and that's going to be interesting. It should should go much faster than this because we don't really, we're not going to discuss much, really, unless we're really having a debate about something, but it's going to be, does this beat this? Yes. On, On you go. So watch for that. That will be the next episode before the episode 101 uh which is the munchies or just munchies i guess it's called yikes yeah so that one for me and for chris on the second ranking the 50 thanks to everyone who's been here for whether you've been here for 10 episodes or all 100 or yeah just thanks to everybody we hit 100 and we're still going and um, i appreciate all of you very much and chris as well my 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 right hand man so <laughs> say goodbye everybody thank you i love it see everybody next week bye